Zen Parenting Radio, episode 151. My name's Dot Adams. Why are you laughing at me? This is not danceable music, and you're trying to do dance moves to this music. And Listen, I can dance. Work. I can dance to anything. You can dance if you want to. You can leave your friends behind <laughs> because if friends don't dance, and if they don't dance, there are no friends of mine. We should do a show on the lyrics of that song. <laughs> Safety dance. S A. Remember that F- weird um, E thing they did with their arms in that yes, video? Yes, I do. That's going on the show notes. Okay. Safety dance video. I'm writing it down. Yeah, it's a silly song. That's Remember remember about a year ago or six months ago when we were doing our 80s songs, like which songs were worse? Yeah. Worst? Worse. You, I think you chose safety dance as one of That's your songs. Problem because it's actually an unbelievably awesome it's song. It's a fun song, but it's so 80s because it's so random and stupid. Like who sat down and said, I'm going to write... This song called Safety Dance. I know who. Who? Those guys without hats. What about Wang Chung? Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Remember that one thing with Kramer? Um, (laughs) Don't know Nimbus. It's a song hard to to stop. We can dance. It's really good. It is a good song. Very 80s, as we mentioned already. We've been in the show two minutes, and it's already come <laughs> off the tracks. All right, what's Zen Parenting Radio? Zen Parenting Radio is a episode number 151, and our daughter introduced the show. When? 151. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that was Cameron or Skyler? I don't, I don't remember. You you did it. Zen Parenting Radio is a discussion between a spiritual and emotional mom and a logical and practical dad. We have three daughters, ages six, nine, and yes. ten. Not little, eight. Little buggy turned nine. Little snuggly bear. <laughs> One with... Little kitten. Little kitten. <laughs> she used to make up nicknames Her Native for American name should be One with Many Nicknames. <laughs> little Buggy. Little Buddha. No, not Little Buddha. She was Bubba. Bubba. Buggy. Uh, little kitten, little kitten, snuggly bear, snuggly bear. That stuck for me. Yeah, I like that. Um, Anything else? Little buggy stuck for me. Anything else? Cammy, Cammy, Lammy, Cammy, Lammy, Ding Dong. Mm-hmm. So many, many nicknames. Um, our goal is to give you the resources to become a better parent, but more importantly, to become a better you. That's right. Sorry. The best predictor of a child's well-being is a parent's self-understanding. That's our motto. It is. All right. I'm kind of um, tired. No, I'm, this is going to be a great show. We already talked about safety dance. We're doing this late at and, night. Uh, it's Thanksgiving week. It is, which is why we're doing this late at night because we're trying to get everything in. We, we Everybody's usually, probably feeling the pressure right now. I know. So you're probably listening to this either Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, day. maybe Saturday. Could maybe be Sunday. S- or Monday. Tuesday? No, we already said Tuesday. Okay. So um, I'm going to put in a few clips of one of the greatest movies ever created. You don't have to tell us. What's the flight situation? Simple. There's no way on earth we're going to get out of here tonight. (laughs) We'd have more luck playing pickup sticks with our butt cheeks than we will getting a flight out of here before daybreak. That's one of the best movies ever. I know. Well, no. Let me say this. You love that movie. I like that movie, but you love that movie. I do love that movie. I know. It stresses me out. Give me a better movie than that movie right now. Um, I dare you. Wizard of Oz. Okay. That's not as good. Okay. Um, Star Wars. That's one. Uh, Godfather. No. Plain Standard. Animal House. No. Um, You're not going to win. 
I don't want to win. Midnight, he said for mi- me to throw. The other one was Midnight oh Run. Oh, my gosh. Stop. For the wives, ask your husbands if they see Midnight Run, and they're either going to laugh and think good thoughts, or they're going to be like, or, or you're going to have to tell them that they got to watch it. You know, I had a Charles Grodin issue, I think. He's Way great back. in that. He used to bug me, man. All the sh- uh, movies I watched, like in middle school, or maybe it was fifth grade. Remember when Charles Grodin was in everything? No, he's like he- in like two movies. No, he, he was, was in Seems Like Old Times. Seems Like Old Times. And, and I watched it. that movie over and oh, maybe that was it. Maybe that just threw me. Wasn't that Goldie Hawn? That was Goldie and Hawn. And Chevy Chase. And that was just on the movie channel all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Maybe that was my issue with Charles Grodin. So we're talking about two things, Thanksgiving and the craziness of Black Friday. No, it's not even Black Friday anymore. It's about Thursday. Black Thursday? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. So can I just launch in or do we? Do you have to do a big um, presentation here? I want to talk about our first partner. Okay. That's Helping Hands Maid Services. They uh, help us out once a month. Yes. And they're awesome. And it's the best money we ever spent. Yes. Uh, because they do it right. They do it better than I can And I do don't it. have to think about it. You know? I mean, we have to clean, but we don't have to clean, mm-hmm. meaning they do all the, the work. They, they that do the heavy stuff. They do the heavy lifting, and then all I have to do is just sweep. That's right. You're a sweeper. You sweep. Uh, oh, life is too sweeper. short to clean your own home. You deserve some free time. 630-530-1324. Give them a call and tell them Zen Parenting sent you. Um, so the other thing I want to talk about is this guy's book. Um what is this guy's book's name? Triumphs of Experience by George Valiant. Valiant, yeah. Uh, it's all about being happy. So if you want to be well, happy, listen to... He did, He's he writes it about, oh no, yeah, He it's a study about he, men. He wrote a book based on the study from Harvard. And they followed men like through their entire life. From the teenage years all the way to their like 90s or whatever. So they were able to come up with some research... On what makes a happy life for men. And so it's pretty interesting. And it's, and again, I love research because I think it helps us understand ourselves better. I also think it's general. And I think that there's obviously, you know. Well, and here's the thing you don't need research to believe something. I don't. It helps me to have research. And I like research because I think research helps us. Again, like I said, I'm still, you know, I'm a therapist at heart. I still have. You know, I'm theory based in some of my thinking, but I think everything has room for interpretation. Mm-hmm. And every person, you can't just put them in a category. We're we're so multifaceted that when anyone says, "Well, you're this," so that means this. That's too limited of thinking. Right. So I think that we use theories and generalizations just to have a better understanding of people. And I think that's what this book does. So that's going to be the second half of our show. But okay. The first half of our show, we're going to talk about the crazies, and some of them may be listening. Don't call people names. <sighs> What's a better name? The people who choose to do things differently. Than other people. <laughs> Anybody who doesn't do things the way I do them is crazy sweet. Yeah, right. How's that for a closed-mindedness? Um, well, here's the thing is what's been getting the headlines a lot that, um, in the last couple of weeks is the fact that there's many stores that decided to be open on Thursday, which is Thanksgiving. And these stores made a decision. I can hear you chewing on your pen. Sorry. Um, I They made a decision to open their doors either first thing in the morning on Thanksgiving or like at 3 o'clock on Thanksgiving. And then that's when their quote-unquote Black Friday begins, even though it's like turning into Thursday. A lot of people are like, well, so what? That's their decision. That's no big deal. But the problem is, is when I view it, is that there are people who have to work because there are stores that make the decision 
to go for money. You're, you're taking somebody's Thanksgiving away by making them be a store clerk. Yes. And and so I understand that people have to make a living and I understand that stores need to be open. I understand all that, but we are starting to like completely forget <laughs> about the need for a break and that the need for family and the need for connection. And that's already going away in so many other ways that to now make Thanksgiving a day where two things happen, a bunch of people have to work and a bunch of people think they need to now go shopping because the stores are open. Why is it such a big deal to go? Is it just because there's good sales? Is that what the big deal is? The thing that happens on Black Friday is that um, the stores go crazy. Well, they don't give it away, but they sell it for a crazy 75% off, but then everything else will be like regular. So what's the big deal? That's what I was going to say is, is that Sometimes I um, – and I have participated in Black Friday before, um, not not going to a mall, mm-hmm. but we go to Seattle for um, the holidays and there's this like kind of – what is it? Uh, what is it called? Outlet mall. Outlet mall. And it's kind of a small outlet mall, easy to park, not, you know, not crazy like a huge mall and you can get in and get out. And I go by myself um, and – spend two hours and get a few things. So I can't sit here and say to you people that I don't participate in Black Friday because I have. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Thursday thing kind of bums me out in that it it kind of creates even more anxiety about needing to get out and get stuff. And I think that that's the problem is we are making buying stuff cheaply or thinking we're getting a sale more important than taking a day off and being with family. Two things. Okay. One is, um, is it's probably just a matter of time before we start opening up the sales on Wednesday. That's exactly what I mean. Like you think, like oh, that'll never happen. Of course, they it probably will. said that it would never happen that we have um, stores open on Thanksgiving, and now it's happened. And here's the thing: is people will say, "Well, that's just what the stores want," or "That's just what you know people are demanding." It's people who make these decisions, mm-hmm. like. It's not a store that makes decisions. It's people yeah, the market drives who run it. the store. But it's not even the market. The market are people. Do you know what I mean, Todd? When I say the market, I'm saying the customers. Okay. but The I stores don't... would not open unless the people wanted to go there. Are they demanding it, though? Or are the stores if saying they... we're going to up the ante and open up the stores and then we will say the people demand it? It starts with the people. The stores, it would if the stores opened their doors and nobody showed up, they never would. It wouldn't happen. But it's a chicken or the egg type of thing. And I think it's the egg. You think it's the consumers? I I, I just said egg. I don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> because like, yeah, it's the it's the it's it's everything. I mean, it's the bottom line. It's the corporations. See, somebody's got to put their foot down and say. And you know who put their foot down? Costco. What'd they do? He said, I'm not opening on Thanksgiving. My people deserve to have a day off. Freaking love Costco. I know. And I don't even go there because it's like 20 minutes further than my I know. Sam's Club. Don't you wish it was closer? But the guy who just resigned, he, like CEO, because I, I listened to my little Motley Fool radio podcast, the guy who run the guy who used to run Costco is like a genius. Like he's the most highly respected CEO out there, one of them. So I miss. So the, but the other point I wanted to make is that. Why is everybody going – it's so much easier to get on Amazon or wherever, overstock. It doesn't matter. You're going to get the same good deals. Why Why are well, you guys Ama- all Amazon going has a Black Friday now. I think. 
I think there's an mean? online Black Friday where they do crazy discounts if you buy. Sure, but I just don't understand why anybody steps foot in a store. You know, I think the thing that what you, you don't do is you don't buy clothes. No. My, my husband doesn't buy clothes. What happens is we've got a very good friend. <laughs> we've got a very good friend who ships Todd the clothes he doesn't want. Thank you, Chris Forte. And so what that means is that Todd's got all these nice clothes that he doesn't need to go get or pay for. Beautiful clothes. Beautiful clothes. And he gets rid of them like every nine months. Exactly. What's so, he doing? So because he likes clothes. He likes new clothes. He likes clothes. And he also clean. He actually does a nice job not keeping things he doesn't wear. He's smarter than the average person. Right. Most people like, yeah. uh, what is it? They, well, hoard, they, they hoard, hoard all their yeah, clothes. Yeah. And they get this full closet. They don't know what they even wear anymore, and he's wise about choosing things he likes. My point is, is that I have to buy clothes. I don't buy very many clothes, meaning compared to your average woman, I don't enjoy shopping. God bless you. I have like maybe five pairs of shoes. God bless you. (laughs) But at the same time, I do need to, you know, it's, I'm wearing a sweater from last year right now, and it is so like can you see it from there it's like so worn and are you talking filled. to me or the audience because if you're talking you. to the audience i think they're going to say no no you Do it's you a little see? ragged it's a little ragged but i so, love it because well, you're not buying a new one because of it i know but here's the thing is i work for a living i teach i stand in front of people and i can't wear this sweater mm-hmm. i don't need to wear the fanciest sweater mm-hmm. but i need to wear a sweater that actually looks like i'm taking care of myself so my point is is that a couple times a year i go out and one of them is that day in seattle when i go out how on many Friday, items of clothes have you bought for me in our relationship? Uh, I bought you a t-shirt one time that had a heart on it. I love that. I know because it's like just a heart. So yeah, it's like it's a big my, heart. it was me saying that he's all heart. Um, I bought you a Star Wars shirt. Love it. Okay. And then you bought me my White Sox sweatshirt. I bought you your big White Sox sweatshirt. And that's all I need. And so over 10 years of marriage, how, how long have we been married for? Uh, almost 12. Oh, so 11 and a half years of marriage. <laughs> um, that's all I need is those three things. Don't, don't buy are you any. Being, are you doing a line from the jerk? Oh, and this paddle game. <laughs> and that's all. And that's all I need. That's all I need. Um, I, yeah, I don't buy clothes for you. Todd used to wear, um, clothes that were all extra large. Yes. And. I like space. He, then now, now he wears larges and mediums. Now he wears things that actually fit, mm-hmm. which is so much better because now you, you look like you things fit. That's right. So that's good. Um, but anyway, so the the answer to your question that you yeah, what is the answer to that my you question? posed was why do people go out? Sometimes that's one reason is that people need to try on clothes. The other stuff I don't know. I mean, like if you're going to buy a TV, why not just have it shipped to your house? If you're going to buy, I mean, you and I even get things like tables (laughs) shipped. I know. Like we're kind of, we've become those kind of people. But, you know, at the same time, Todd, a lot of people would say, how are we going to keep stores open Mm -hmm. if we're going to do everything through Amazon? I don't really feel like I, as long as I have no loyalty towards brick and mortar stores. You don't? I don't. I do for some of them. Why? Because I want them to stay in town. Oh, do you well, know what I mean? So you're so you're not talking about Walmart. You're talking about your local. Oh, I'm not talking about Walmart. I'm talking about like local businesses. Yeah, downtown. I'm all about supporting. Yeah, supporting your local community. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, because those are probably the only places where I will, you know, because it's right downtown. It's right. convenient. Going to a mall is like my nightmare. 
I can't stand going. I can to play the mall. basketball. Well, back before I hurt my knee, I could play basketball for about two and a half hours. I go into a mall with you or anybody. I'm shot in like ten minutes. When do we go to a mall? I'm sitting on furniture that I shouldn't be sitting on because it's so boring. I know, but let's back up. When have you and I ever gone to a mall? Um, we have gone to a mall. Um, I don't know. I don't think we've ever gone to a mall. At some together. point, not too long ago. And it's funny that you bring that up because I had to buy, speaking of buying shoes, about three or four weeks ago, I had to buy some new boots. And I was watching, I was at DSW, and I was watching a lot of dudes sitting around while their girlfriends or wives or whatever were shopping. And I found that kind of interesting. Like, maybe they just felt like getting out of the house and they were happy to be there, but... I don't know. I don't know if I think that might be asking a lot. Unless they like to go look at shoes, maybe they do. I know you don't, but other men might. Yeah, the metrosexuals. Well, they don't have to be metrosexual to like shoes. You like to buy like tennis shoes. I got a buddy who irons his jeans. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> he likes them straight. Why do you and flat? Why do you iron your jeans? Because they look nice. No, they look crinkly and stiff. You, those are two very different things. Crinkly, <laughs> crinkle means, like it cracks. Okay, crinkly. I would think would be like a lot of um, uh, wrinkles. Crinkle, wrinkle. That I mean, rhymes. Like, just like just rigid. You know, right? Stiff. Rigidity. Rigidity. Yes. Yeah, not not very good. Yeah, I I don't iron my jeans. I don't iron many things. No, I think ironing is overrated. Well, I don't buy things that need to be ironed. That's the thing is, I I had a time in my life where I'd buy linen or buy things that could crinkle up easy, and now I just buy a lot of cotton. Did you say crinkle up? Yes. It reminds me of crinkle cuts. French Which fries. French fries from I had those from Portillo's yesterday. Crinkle cuts might be. Oh, I like steak fries too. What's your me favorite too. kind of fry? Those two. Right crinkle there. cuts and steak fries. Crinkle Cuts, but what about like your your McDonald's fries? Mm, no, what? I know we don't go there, but but I guess when I'm doing this kind of because what about tater tots? No, ugh, can't stand tater tots. Maybe tater tots can't stand you. Do you that ever think of that? Maybe true, but what about hash then browns? We have mutual ah, crispy, extra crispy. Not so much. Not what so much. About mashed potatoes. I love mashed potatoes. You remember a few minutes ago when you said back up? Yeah. It's so far away, I can barely hear it in my earphones. You're so far away. That's <laughs> my new right here. That's my that's my new sound effect. Oh, okay, but you got to crank it up because you can't hear it very well. Uh, well Do you know what that up. reminds me of? What? Is it, well, two times in my life, uh, college because the garbage truck would always come right outside my dorm room. Yeah, it was like it would pull in right where my window dorm room was. Right, Andrea, that's my roommate. It's from a college. great way to wake up. I know we would be so smelly and frustrated. stinky and loud. And you know, it's funny. It was probably ten a.m., but we were still annoyed yeah. that it was pulling. Well, you had to make your eleven o'clock class. And the second thing it reminds me of is Chicago. Same kind of thing because everywhere you are, everyone's backing up and like in the alleys and you can hear it behind your house and it's just one of those familiar sounds. Chaos. Um, Tree of Life is our second partner, sweetie. <laughs> Cairotree.com, 630-941-8733. We uh, get adjusted by them once a week and they're really good at what they do. Dr. Kelly, healthy families by choice, not chance. Cairotree.com, 630-941-8733. I just want to wrap up Thanksgiving before we move on to this thing. Let's wrap it up. Wrap it up. Okay. Regardless, even though I'm not a huge fan of Black Thursday, you know, I I don't know. But this is what I will say is that I think the thing, the reason it makes me sad, I don't want to get into I shop, you shop, or you shouldn't shop. It's that I think we... (laughs) Why are you playing? 
even a song. Wrap it up. I'll take it. Wrap it up. I like it when it goes. Wrap, 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 wrap. Are you going to play that part? I don't know. Here we go. No. Hold up. Oh, no, so close. Guitar part. solo. Okay. So here's my deal about my sound effects. Because what happens is you'll say something and it'll, sp- it'll spark something in my brain. And you'd have to go look for it. I have it. to go to iTunes. And then by the time I get it, it's like 20 seconds later. And you're already in the middle of a deep thought. I know. And I never know whether or not to interrupt you or to, to, to miss the sound clip. I think that was kind of funny. Because I, I like that one. Even though I can't stand that song, it kind it's of... It's the fabulous Thunderbirds. I know it is. They used to sing Tough Enough. That's off of Hot Stuff, The Greatest Hits. Let's check out what's on The Greatest oh, Hits. Oh, jeez. What, what is on The Greatest Hits? Here we hits? go. Tough Enough. Yeah, Tough Enough. Twist of the Knife. Yikes. Why Get Up. <laughs> Got Love If You Want It. Is this really The Greatest Hits of Anything? They're fabulous. Rock This Place. Stand back. Let's see. The most, yeah, wrap it up is the most popular. Tough enough is the second most popular. Tough enough. It sounds like the same song. Yeah, this is pretty bad. Um, anyway, can they, only, I- they only have 18 ratings. Well, not a lot of people know the Fabulous Thunderbirds. But you know what? I'm sure there's a fan out there somewhere. If you're a fan of the Fabulous Thunderbirds, <laughs> email us at comments at radio.com and explain why. Well, maybe because they like that song, the Tough oh Enough song. Oh, my gosh. Okay, let me finish my thought about Thanksgiving. So I think the reason why Black Friday or Black Thursday becomes an issue is because we start to forget why we do Thanksgiving. And I think the, um, you know, obviously we know about history and everything and the pilgrims and the Indians, but more about what it's become now in this time and space is about togetherness and about connectedness and about actually sitting down and being together. Mm-hmm. And when we start to put our need to get stuff over the importance of everyone being together, I actually posted on our page today, Todd, that I remember when we were in when we when you and I were living in Chicago i remember reading that the second most crazy night in chicago was the wednesday night before thanksgiving it's a great bar night the first night is is new year's eve mm-hmm. number 2 is the night before thanksgiving i remember that blowing my mind and as i said on the post i did partake in that sometimes so it's a great again night. i can't sit here and say oh how awful but my thought was always then there's a lot of hungover people on Thursday with their family. Yeah, that right. And you're not really bringing your best self to a situation. Not even close. That could be super meaningful. Yeah. And um, and I know a lot of people are like, well, I can't stand being with my family. I can't stand this or that. What was that? Those are daughters upstairs making oh. noise. But then why are you having Thanksgiving in this way? Like Thanksgiving, you know, the purpose of it is to spend time with people you care about and love and, and, you know, make it a meaningful day. Um, here's a, here's a memory for you. Okay. Let's hear it. Um, I don't know how old I was. It was maybe just after college or maybe I was still in college. Me and my brother and sister went out on Thanksgiving night. Okay. I think my mom was with Rich in San Antonio. So it was just the three of us and we went to a bar. You had Thanksgiving by yourself? Yeah. The three of you? Yeah. You like just ate the three of you. I don't know. I went to Chris and Frank's. Okay. So, but we went out that night and the three of us, and this, I'm not proud of this story, got so drunk 
that we were laughing so hard that not only do we fall out of our chair, bar stools together at the same time, but we brought the table down with us wow. that had pitchers of beer on it. Did they kick you out? They didn't. It was the Mark II Lounge or the Mark III Lounge. I forget what it's called. Mark IV Lounge? Not the Mark IV Lounge. <laughs> I'm kidding. But anyways, it's funny. But Do you, that, do you mean the Marquee Lounge? No, not the Marquee Lounge. Oh. It's, uh, it's on Western. Oh, okay. For those of you who Care. Get, get drunk on Thanksgiving <laughs> in Chicago, go ahead and let us know. Anyways, um, it's, it was, it's a weirdly – it's an odd memory for me because uh, me and my siblings were in such a good place. I mean it was inauthentic and synthetic because it was accompanied by a lot of alcohol. Yes. But it was – It was uh, fun. It was fun. Right. It was a it fun was memory. a lot of fun. Well, and that's the thing is I can sit here and point, point fingers and say, oh my gosh, can you believe that everyone gets drunk before Thanksgiving? You know, I, I went out on plenty of Wednesday nights. Um, so – but it's just – it's looking at it like – Instead of scolding ourselves and being so critical, let's look at it and be like, why do we do that? And why? And part of it is, it's just because not a lot of people, nobody has to work on Thursday. Everybody's so it's freedom. Everybody's around. Exactly. Mom is going to cook the Thanksgiving turkey, so I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it is weird how it is weird how messed up it is that. So often it's accompanied by alcohol, and it's funny. We're going to talk a little bit about alcohol in this. Uh, next yeah, segment. that's a, a good segue. But. Um, but uh, you know, and the pilgrims and the and the Native Americans—that's one thing. But you know, what a wonderful talk about what a wonderful holiday! It's to focus on giving thanks. And that's the thing is, people will say, "Well, it's based on a story that's not true," because we all know that there wasn't a lot of kindness being shown to the Native American people. In the people. end, yeah, somebody um, got screwed. Yeah, but at the same time, the the, the spirit of it—that's mm-hmm. what we really got to focus on. The spirit of it is gratitude and giving and sharing and being together, mm-hmm. and that really gets missed. And for us to be conscious. Do you, do you know I struggle saying that word all the time? Conscious? And, and I shouldn't because we do a conscious radio podcast. That's right. Conscious. I always want to say conscious. I, I, you want to say conscience. I do. I want to say conscience. There's no N at the end. I know. It's like it hurts my conscious. mouth to say conscious. Um, anyway. If it if it hurts your mouth, then don't say it. <laughs> well, it like makes me- Are you make trying a, to say capiche? It makes me make a weird facial expression when I say conscious. It is a weird facial expression. <laughs> Remember that part in My Blue Heaven where he goes, capiche? And Steve Martin goes, are you trying to say capiche? And no. Rick Moranis says, yeah. He goes, well, don't do it because it hurts my ears when you do it. <laughs> I don't because I haven't seen My Blue Heaven 80 times like you. You have problems. I've seen it once you have or problems. twice. Um, so anyway, I think the because this is a conscious uh, radio podcast. Not a conscience. No. To – Think about that and and what what we can do with our own families and how we can maybe make some new – what's the word I'm looking for? Memories? New traditions. There you go. Where maybe when we're having Thanksgiving, we can all go around the table and say what we're grateful for. Or we can do some kind of fun thing like during the day, write down things we're grateful for and put it in a jar. Or we can do – you know, we can just make that part of the experience so we don't completely lose sight of – What's most important? What's nice about it is Christmas is such a chaotic holiday. Yeah. Um, Thanksgiving is a little more low-key. But see, that's the whole point of this Black Thursday thing, Todd, is now it's becoming not low-key. We we used to have permission on Thursday to go over to someone's house, sit around and watch football or just sit around and be together and eat and sleep and just take a day off of the madness. Right. And having all this shopping now, it just – it lends to that chaos. And right. that's exactly what you're saying. Thanksgiving, it's like 
it's, we're changing the meaning. Thanksgiving is getting closer to Christmas yes. than it was 20 it's years getting ago. Crazy. So, all right. So let's move on to this next thing. Um, um, this- do you feel this vehicle is safe for highway travel? Yes, I do. Yes, I really do. I, I, I believe that. I know it's not pretty to look at, but it'll get you where you want to go. Now, that's not funny. But the reason I played that is because out of respect for the movie. You know, I heard that was uh, Lenny from Laverne and Shirley with John Candy from uh, from uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I heard in, or I read an interview in Rolling Stone about, or no, we listened to a podcast. I think it was a Alec Baldwin podcast, and he was talking with Chris Columbus, and Chris Columbus was saying what a great person John Candy was. Well, and then there was that uh, tweet that went out. Some person, you know, you could tweet famous people. Oh, yeah. Steve Martin put and it. And somebody yeah. said to Steve Martin, what did they say? Something like, uh, I miss uh, Del Griffith, which is John Candy's yeah. name. And he said something very endearing. He's like, he was one of the best. I miss him too. Or, yeah. I miss Del or something I like miss, that. Yeah. It was great. Del Griffith, that was his name in the movie. I kept thinking Neil Page. Shower that was, curtain salesman. He was, but he also sold those as earrings. Shower in the curtain bus ring stop. Okay, so this next um, thing, this book is called 75 Years in the Making. Um, is that what it's called? No, I think the name of the book is called something else. Well, in the book. Oh, here it is. Triumphs of Experience. Triumph of Experience. In the blog, uh, the title is, and again, they wrote a blog about the book, um, Harvard just released its epic study on what men need to live a happy life. So even though that's the title of the book, of the book that Todd just said, this is really the gist of what it's about. So did you want to give an overview or did you want I me do. to? I do. I'm going to read it. Are you going to get mad at me? Oh my gosh. Do not read this Here we whole go. thing. Here we go. <laughs> Triumphs of Experience shares a number of surprising findings. For example, the people who do well in old age, sweetie, did not necessarily do well in midlife and vice versa. While the study confirms that recovery from a lousy childhood is possible, memories of a happy childhood are a lifelong source of strength. Marriages bring much more contentment after the age of 70, which sounds weird to me, and physical aging after 80 is determined less by heredity than by habits formed prior to age 50. The credit for growing old with grace and validity, it seems, goes more to ourselves than to our genetic makeup. Okay. And I, the things that I thought were interesting, and again, there's a whole thing in the study about alcoholism and that it's the strongest cause of divorce. Um, Strongest cause of just plain old negative things coming into your world. Yeah. Strongest cause of divorce, strongest cause of neurosis, strongest cause of depression. And they said that usually the the depression and the neuroses follows the alcoholism because a lot of us therapists, you know, it's hard to figure out, talk about chicken and the egg. You know, a lot of times alcohol is used when you're depressed Mm -hmm. to numb out the depression. Right. right. So it's hard to know what comes first. But in this study, they found that alcohol came first. Um, They said together with cigarette smoking, alcoholism proves to be the number one greatest cause of morbidity and death. And so, you know, yes, together with cigarette Uh smoking. So the other thing that I thought was interesting was the um, my favorite word, or it, lately it's been my favorite word about the word warm. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Amy Connell actually got me a, uh, I get a necklace every year for my birthday, a new one. Right. And she got me a little, what's it called, a charm to go on my necklace. And it, all it says on the front is warm. Mm, nice. And then on the back, it has the number five, uh, five people in our family, right. not including Greeley and Goldie. Yeah, don't forget about the rabbit I'm and not, fish. But five humans in our family. And I love that word warm um, because I feel like that is kind of the space that I like to 
be in. Um, I feel like when things are too hot and too crazy, I don't like that. Right. Um, that's too passionate and too nutty. Mm-hmm. I just hit my my own face. You're getting a little nutty I'm yourself. Getting a little over passionate there. now. And then cool. I as much as I would like to be perceived as cool, sometimes I think cool uh, can be. You're married to cool. Well, yeah. Cool. A. A. Um, cool can be off-putting. Mm-hmm. And I think cool is a defense to show that you really don't care about a lot of things. And cool seems like um, you. Uh, it's a comparable, like you're comparing yourself, I'm cool, you're not type of well, thing. Whereas warm is all-inclusive. All totally. And warm is vulnerable. Warm is like mushy and squishy. Mm-hmm. And, and cool is like, I'm too good for that or I'm too cynical for that or... Um, that's not cool enough for me. I feel there's like an off-putting feeling um, with cool. So my point is, is that I just love the word warm, and I love that I I love that I have a necklace that says that that my friend Amy gave to me. Thank you. And it says here, um, the in the study that, um, let's see, that notes that blah 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 blah. Oh, men who had warm relationships earned an average of 141,000 more a year. That's crazy. That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And yeah, the whole gist of this study was that there's been studies of, you know, tracking people through their life, but it's never been this long. Like they caught these people in their teenage years and they followed them till they're 90. Like think about that study. Oh my gosh. Like who started it? Who finished it? And it also said that men who had warm childhood relationships with their mothers took home 87,000 more per year than men whose mothers were uncaring. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting though. I'm, I'm going to get deep about this because we're measure, we're again measuring success by the amount of money. Well, it's an indication. That's it's all an it indicator is. that they're obviously thriving right. in some way, but I don't think it's about they have more money, therefore they are successful. They're just thriving in, in a different well, way. I'm going to play a quick clip from this. Okay. Uh, there's an interview. I don't know. But the guy who's going to speak is the author of this okay. book. And it's a, it's less than a minute. So, okay. And then we'll talk about it. People came. Wow. Uh, when he died, uh, the church was filled with people who just loved him. And he had the gift of taking it in. And and this is one of the lessons and mysteries of the study is is probably the greatest human skill you can have is the ability to take love in and metabolize it. That's how you grow. Mm. Nobody knows a lot about that. I I love how uh, so many things that we think matter, class, you know, who your parents were as opposed to how they behaved don't matter, even in this sample group. Oh, oh, I'm a contrarian, and I just love the fact that all kinds of things we think matter don't matter, and uh, money and social class being at the top of the list. But there you go. I love it. Oh my gosh, I loved that, that quote so much because the what makes for a contented life is to be able to, is the ability to receive love and metabolize it. I don't think I've ever I've heard a better quote than that it's in a pretty long strong. time. Yeah. And I just wrote something for Chicago Parent for the February column about how self-love is like the first step towards everything. It's the foundation. You have to be able to receive love from yourself to be able to receive love from others. It's like the... It's this first step, and you have to be able to give love to yourself to give love to others, mm. and that it's this essential component that we miss, and that keeps us searching 
and going in this cycle of searching and not finding. And that's because, you know, as Dorothy would say, or as Glenda would say, it's been inside of you all along. You're searching for something outside of you that you need to recognize in yourself and you don't need to find it in your, you do need to dis- uncover it because you yeah. already have it. Yeah, it's not, it's not outside of you. It's not outside of you and you don't have to like find a way to create it in yourself. You have to find a way to uncover it we in yourself. We are whole. We are whole. And we get screwed up because of, you know, baggage and society and culture and negativity. But it, it, happiness and peace is not outside of us. No. We just need to remove the layers to be able to feel it. And, you know, it's funny because this week I've been having to practice um, – Things because we our rabbit was not feeling well and JC was not feeling well and it's been such a busy week. It's been a busy month. I mean, I'm tired. It's been a busy you know? year. It's been a busy year. It's been and a busy um, life. And <laughs> we're just done. No. Um, and we're going on, you know, we're leaving for Thanksgiving and it's just been kind of crazy. And I have really had to practice not only self-care and all those things, but recognizing the moment in 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 being okay in a moment, even though everything around me may not seem okay, mm-hmm. is that I used to spend my life being like, once everything's okay, then I can feel content. Right. And that's never going to work. Ever. Because when something then resolves, you'll find something to take its place to yep. worry about. So there's always going to be something. If the bunny's not sick, Jace, you'll be sick. If neither of them are sick, something will be going on at school. If nothing's happening there, something will be going on in work. There'll always be something. But we have to decide like my brave thing Hmm. for this week was the fact that i made a choice to play music and to dance when things were not going Hmm. well in in my uh, my surroundings and i was dancing with the girl with my girls and it wasn't inauthentic it wasn't like I better dance to show them. It was I need to dance right now. So in other words, you did you chose to do the action and hope that your heart would follow? Well, my heart wanted music and I wanted to separate I wanted to be present. I wanted to separate from worry yeah. and be present in the moment. I it was not like I mean, I guess there, it's an escape from worry, mm-hmm. which in truth is being present in the moment yep. because worry is not real. All comes back to the now. And when I get into that place of where I'm like, this has to be resolved, this has to be fixed, the way I can be more present is to be creative mm-hmm. or do something with writing or do something with music or be with people. Mm-hmm. And those are my creative outlets, and that keeps me grounded and present. So my brave thing was to step over that worry and recognize its untruthiness, mm-hmm. as Steve Colbert would, stay, would say, Stephen Colbert. It, does, it has no truthiness. Like, right. I'm making it up. Right. And to just dance and just enjoy the moment because, you know, I mean, the kids are done with school, and this is actually a good time right now. We can dance if we want to. It all comes back to the safety dance. Um, what I was going to say, first of all, we'll put this blog in our show notes. This is episode number 151. But what I thought was interesting is, you know, they track these people over decades, like six, seven, eight decades. And how you think that somebody is successful in their 30s, the odds are that they're going to be successful when they're 70 or 80. And, you know, the definition of success is something that we can go round and round about. But it found that it's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. You could have a really good set of 20s and 30s and then all of a sudden you get off track and the rest of your life is spent in misery and vice versa. You can be um, just 
have a really tough childhood or a really tough uh, decade in your 20s and 30s and all of a sudden you turn it around. See, and that makes sense to me though from a consciousness standpoint. Well, that's an evolution. Yeah, because 20s and 30s are very based on surface right. a lot of the time. I mean, I'm being I'm speaking generally right now, but there is a sense of it's, you know, how you look, it's what you have, it's the education you have, it's what you say. And then all of a sudden you reach a certain age where if it's after you have children or you've reached some, you know, some challenges where you recognize those those things really aren't the basis of what brings contentment. Right. So I can totally see how people in their 20s and 30s who are like flying high right. start to really break down. But there's always hope, meaning there's no absolutes. This is why I don't like research right. because you can have a great 20s and 30s and also have a great 40s and 50s if you awaken in some way or maybe you were awakened in your 20s and 30s and that's why they were good. I don't think there's any absolutes, but that statistic makes sense to me mm-hmm. because then a lot of people who get broken down early, they are broken open right. and they awaken to what's most important. Therefore, they... Well, put it this way. I think the reason that that's, that idea is inspiring is if you, you know, if somebody finds themselves in their 40s and they're not happy where they are, there is science, there is statistics that show that you can turn it around. Of course. Um, and and the other is don't get complacent with your success, for lack of a better term, when you're thirties or forties, and just think that it's going to carry you for the next fifty years. That's right. You got to work at it and do whatever it is that fills your your soul. So you anyways. have to be yourself. Right. I mean, that's what this show is about. You can't keep going through life trying to show everybody how great you are, or fill it with going shopping all day. And fi- you you've got to figure out who you are and then express who you are. I was just watching a great interview with um, Oprah and Mark Nepo. Uh, it was a Super Wait a Soul second. Sunday. You were watching Oprah. <laughs> I was watching. It's I'm backlogged on Super Soul Sundays, and I watched one tonight while I was folding clothes, and just how. Um, they were talking so much about creativity and he was, he's a poet and just how the reason that every single person is a poet is poetry is just another way of expressing things that like, it's kind of like after I do a meditation, I'll write. And sometimes the things that come through the pen, I have no idea where they came from. Right. And that's the same thing with poetry or writing lyrics to a song or being an author or it comes from a deeper place and that's what helps you stay connected and grounded. So creativity is in essence, the, that's how we remain who we are. True that. Being creative. Does that make sense or am I getting on a tangent? You're getting on a tangent, okay. but it makes sense too. Well, I want to say the last sentence in this, uh, the blog that's written about this book that Todd's been talking about. The 75 years and $20 million expended on this grant study points to a straightforward five-word conclusion. Happiness is love. Full stop. There you go. Isn't that amazing? It is. And we know that. Mm-hmm. We just like to be reminded. I know. It's nice research. to hear it again. Um, so I want to talk about our last partner and then we have to do our shameless self-promotion Okay, because we do have some things to promote. Why don't we talk? Okay. Avid Company, they are painters and remodelers all over the Chicagoland area. Give them a call, 630-956-1800. And that's it. So one of, this isn't shameless because hopefully this will be helpful. Maybe it is. It'll be helpful to you too. 
Um, I am offering a retreat called Eight Days of Holiday Calm, and I did this last year, so it's now an annual retreat, and it's kind of like what we were just talking about with Thanksgiving about forgetting the reason for the season. The whole point of this retreat, it starts on December 9th, and like I said, it's eight days, not including the weekend. I take a break on Saturday and Sunday because so, it's a lot of emotional So work. what day of the week does it start on? It starts on a Monday, December so 9th. Monday through Friday, that's five, and then uh-huh. you go three more after And then after Monday, that? Tuesday, Wednesday, the following Got week. it. And the focus of it is let's get focused. I thought on, you were going to say, let's get jiggy with it. Um, we could we could also get jiggy with it. I you're going to now jiggy. look for Will Smith. No, I'm well, not. Yes, you are. Um, but I'm going to say that the, the focus is all about what the reason for the season is and how you want it to be for yourself. I think we think that the holidays are just chaotic and we accept that and we we make that be the way it is. But the truth is, um, we always have a choice. And I would much rather create traditions in my family that are loving and calming and gratitude fi- gratitude based. And So what do you get for this thing? Oh, what do you what mean? What it? do I get? What do you get? Oh, it's a virtual retreat. So what you get is an email that I send you every day. Yeah. Um, you and I do a Zen Parenting Radio podcast every two days Got to kind of help with the process. There's a Facebook page that is completely optional, but it's a private uh, Facebook page. So you can talk with other people who are in the retreat. Um, you know, we uh, I share things on that page. So it's just a lot of, I mean, it's kind of like a what you focus on grows type of thing. If you do, if you if you get the emails and there's certain things I, I say you can try to do, and they're simple things like send a friend that you love uh, a text, mm-hmm. um, you know, hold a door open for somebody today. They're, these are not difficult things. You can incorporate them into your everyday. Right. Um, but if you start focusing on those things, you start to feel better. Mm-hmm. And then that starts to create the holiday season you want to create. How do you sign up for it? Um, the link will be connected to these notes, um, meaning it'll be in this blog for this show. And it's also on our Facebook page. Um, and you're going to have to find it there because there's no other way that I can send you to it. No, Kathy Cassani Adams.com. Well, kind of, but That's it right. would it's be Facebook difficult page to find. or on our show notes. Yeah. Get jiggy with it. You know what? People may want to go out on Wednesday night before Thanksgiving and listen to that song and dance. Um, I was at Drake Relays one time and we played this song on repeat for, I think, about 30 hours. That's brutal. It was brutal. That's played it really brutal. loud. But it was it was fun. Oh, another thing about the retreat, going backwards, you can also email us if you want to sign up for the retreat. Comments at zenparentingradio.com. Yes. Um, so we have our showing of the documentary Girl Rising. Uh-huh. And that is on January 21st. Yes, it is. Tuesday, January 21st. There's only 22 spots we left. We needed to sell 105 tickets and there's only 22 spots left. So yeah. get it in early. Uh, our really get it in early. What does that mean? Get you, buy, buy your tickets. Oh, buy your tickets. Yes. Yeah. Get it in early. <laughs> Whatever. You know what I mean. <laughs> no, I don't. So, um, but our good friend, Heather Criswell, um, we interviewed her on Conversation oh, with yeah. People Love. She donated two tickets that we're going to end up raffling off. I don't know how we're going to raffle it off. Say her book again. How to Raise a Happy Child. Child. Yes. It is by far one of the best uh, parenting books out there. Yeah. Heather, you're awesome. Thank you. And so she she ordered two tickets. She doesn't live here in Chicago, so she can't go to the screening, but we're going to figure out a way to give these two tickets away. So if yes. you don't feel like spending the money, but you want to go to the show, yeah. then we're going to do a little we'll, raffle. We'll figure it out on yeah. Facebook or something. Um, and then you have your two books. Yeah. Called... If you're looking for a holiday gift for somebody, uh, the self-aware parent and the self-aware parent too, you can buy them both for $20 on my website, kathycadams.com. You can also find them on amazon.com. And um, yeah, they're they're a nice little gift. 
Yeah, I, I like that book. Do you like my books? And you have a third book. Do I? When's that coming out? I don't know. I do have a which, third book. Which, what do you do with your time? I, he, I figuring out how we're going to get this book out in the world. I can't decide how it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. I'm. It's on my vision board, baby. So anyway, so give us a, a shout out on... Um, iTunes? iTunes. Give us a review. Give us a review. Um, and maybe Todd will mention you on the show. He didn't mention anybody on today's show. That's because show. nobody gave us a new review. Oh. I so just checked. You got to go there and give us a review and we'll talk about you next week. And again, it's not just for to praise us. It's because it helps other people find us when oh, there's reviews. I forgot Tournament of Bad again. Well, we talked about a lot. We talked about the safety dance and a lot of things that had nothing to do with conscious parenting. Next week. I got a good one. Hey, everybody, have a great Thanksgiving. And we're very grateful that you listen. And we're very grateful that we're all connected and that you think about similar things that Todd and I do. We're very grateful for the work that we do. And we couldn't do this work if nobody listened. I guess we could. But no one would listen. Gobble, gobble. So thanks for listening. And enjoy your family. Adios. Bye. Bye. Bye.